You're listening to Main Theme from Spy vs. Spy, released September 1st, 1988, composed by Nick Scarum and Hiroki Masuno. What's up, BG Maniacs? Welcome to another episode of BG Mania, a video game music podcast. I, of course, am your host, Brian. And joining me on the show this week, the food truck king of Chemco. It's Frank. Hey, guys. I don't know. I don't I like that anymore. Yeah, it's stupid. Relevant to the topic. Not really. Chemco probably never had food trucks. Well, maybe they had food trucks by their headquarters at one point. We don't know. We don't know. I guess it's possible. They Real can quick. have food trucks now. Chemco's still going strong. They could. Yeah. yeah, they could. Real quick, if you'd be so kind, head on over to Apple Podcast or whichever app that you've chosen to listen to us on and drop us a quick rating and a review on there because it really does help out in terms of our visibility in terms of search results so that BG Mania continues to grow. Remember, we are on Patreon now, patreon.com forward slash RPG era. You can head on over there, check out our tiers, see what we're doing. Shout out to our newest patron, Zanku, in Discord. Much obliged. My, my man. Friend, obliged. My obliged. Much appreciated is what I was trying to say there, my friend. Uh, fellow Buckeye. I was not aware. He was in the oh, great H. state of the OH. I oh exactly. Was not aware that he was in the great state of... The, uh, you know, the yeah. Cardinal. Yeah, the, the, the great state of Ohio. That's an episode uh, coming up on another series we have. Yeah, coming soon to a podcast service near you, thanks to Patreon, is a brand new show from Frank, the co-host of BG Mania. He's taking the, uh, the hosting chair for a change, going off on a solo venture, and this show will be up... All goes according to plan on Tuesday, if you make it that long. If I make it that long. I always say I'm going to die on a Tuesday, but trust me, the show, it's going to be terrible. Yeah, it's going to be a terrible show for a terrible Tuesday and a terrible Thursday. This is a double dose of Frank every single week. This is a bi, well, it's not even bi-weekly. This is, this is, Actually, the, I, I think what is the right has... word for that? This is twice a week, I guess is the best way to say it. This is a twice yeah, a week tw- show. Twice a week, yeah. Twice a week do, show. Uh, I'm going to give you a nice six-month season, take a month or so off to write, and another six-month season right after that. I don't expect uh, hour-long episodes. I'd be lucky if you get ten minutes, probably. But <laughs> I, my record so far is like seven, so yeah. And that was that's me rambling. So. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Very short-form podcast. Very easy to consume. And uh, yeah, that'll be coming soon to a podcast feed near you. It'll have its own. We'll put a link to it in the uh, description box when it is live next week. But um, I do want to mention, I saw that, uh, and I forgot that this was a feature, but Anchor, which is where we host our podcast through currently, Anchor.fm, I believe there's still an ad running on BG Mania for Anchor, so shout out to them. Uh, (laughs) 
I uh, I forgot that it was possible to open up subscriptions through Anchor.fm as well. So I know some people don't necessarily like Patreon or want to contribute to Patreon, but we've had questions about other ways of, of donating and that kind of stuff. Um, I accept Bitcoin, Dogecoin, Bitcoin or Shiba Shib, Shibcoin. Is that, yeah, that's the new one. <laughs> we can, dude, we missed out on Doge, but it's not going to amount to anything ever. It oh boy, there is some money there. It won't, it won't go crazy anymore, but I want to open up because we have the $5 tier on Patreon which gets you the exclusive monthly BG Mania bonus episode for patrons. I want to basically open up the subscription to be the same thing through Anchor. So that way, if you want to just, you know, support us that way, I can then upload the, uh, the episode onto our feed so that way it still exists on our feed, but you'd only be able to listen to it if you were a subscriber. So. And you're going to love the new one coming up. Yeah, it should be good. Frank's picked the the next bonus episode as well i have not had a single say in the bonus episode so far <laughs> that, that's gonna be the running theme from now from here on out yeah it seems but, to be but, that yeah, way but you, you want to subscribe or join that five dollar tier because we're going to be doing the original songs from the guardians of the galaxy game by square enix oh my god you're in for a yeah, treat frank's frank's been, been been really uh really talking that up so that'll be coming soon later this month i should say uh we, we were gonna start posting these bonus episodes toward the end of the month probably the, you know probably the week of thanksgiving that's probably what we'll do for, for this month nice thanksgiving treat but we got a treat this episode because every now and then we like to do a focus on a specific company whether that be a publisher a developer you know, we do our composer appreciation episodes every three months but it had been a while since we had done one on a company and i just chose randomly let's go with kempco because I remember a lot of games that I used to play back on the old NES with that Chemco logo on them. And it's still ingrained in my mind. I thought you were a madman for picking this because I didn't think I was going to find any good music from Chemco. I was pleasantly surprised and I'm going to announce it now. The last track I play, other than the closeout, is going to be the best song we've ever played on BG Mania and may ever play on BG Mania. It's surprisingly going to be a good episode, and uh, what, what's interesting is how we've been doing these episodes with the way that our schedules are lined up with Frank, you know, out there slinging his wieners around on the streets of Pueblo, and myself training for a new position at, uh, at a work-from-home job. I have not heard any of Frank's tracks, and he has not heard any of mine, except for ones that we were familiar with before, you know, before the episode, like if we had played the game or whatever and remember the music. And I don't even know if that's the case. Well, you know, no, no, I'm sure you remember quite a few of mine. I remember quite a few years, actually. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you remember quite a few of mine, but you have quite a few that I don't know. However, the opening track on today's episode, as we again feature Kemco, you know, let's talk about Kemco for a second before we even talk about that opening track. Kemco started out in 1984. Uh, their abbreviation is from Kotobuki Engineering and Manufacturing Company, Kemco, and they are based in uh, Kure Hiroshima. I primarily remember them from a lot of the NES games that I used to play during my childhood, but I think my, my biggest experience with Kemco was during the mid-90s with Top Gear, which, of course, is represented quite, well, not quite heavily, but twice later on in the episode. Um, it's a little sad to me that, you know, they're still out there. They're still around. They're still doing things, but they're primarily 
only working on mobile games now. Mo- now mobile I did see and the occasional Switch game. Yeah, like well, they port their mobile games yeah. to consoles. That's exactly what they do. They release them on iOS and Android first, and then you'll see it pop up on like the Vita and the PS4, maybe the Switch. More recently, it looks like in 2021 they've been porting them to Series X. Um, still nothing. Oh no, PS5 got uh, got a port of something that looked like it released on Android and iOS last year. So they do still release on console, but they are primarily mobile games releasing on console now, and have been that way, man, since 2007, almost roughly. Sounds about right. Yeah, that's when their I digital miss, games I miss, started. I miss 2007. What was 2007? Um, I was 25, loving life, free. Happy, <laughs> hair. and then everything. And then, yeah, hair, and then everything changed with the Fire Nation attack. <laughs> oh man, we've got some good stuff today, and I'm excited to get to it. But before we jump to a first block, we do have to chat just briefly. It is a kind of a quick loop. The opening track was my first pick. It comes from Spy vs. Spy, one of the games that I absolutely loved back on the NES. Frank, I know you're not a fan. That's unfortunate. Not a, not a fan, a big fan of the comic in, uh, within Mad Magazine, but I really don't like the game. Yeah, I don't know what it was about it. Um, my mom used to like playing it with me, so maybe that's why I, I I like it so much. I don't, I mean, that is probably a good possibility, but... That's a good that's a good possibility. There's a lot of like terrible games that I like. They're, they're only there because they're sentimental. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know that I would say it's super sentimental, but I think just probably because she always rented the game and was playing it on the NES and I was playing it with her um, is, is largely, it's probably one of the, you know, when I was didn't get to play that many games back in the day on the NES outside of birthdays and Christmases as we've talked about many, many times. Uh, but anytime I did get games, man, did I get a lot of them at one time. Like, I definitely was spoiled on Christmas. <laughs> Always was. Not anymore. Um, never again. Never again, probably, either. <laughs> That's so, <it's> so <laughs> <mean>. <laughs> I mean, what do we just, just... Let's speak the truth. I am most experienced with the NES version, obviously, of Spy vs. Spy. So this particular track was composed by Nick Scarum and Hiroki Masuno. Um, I wonder if a modern take on Spy vs. Spy could be achieved, because... Yeah, they call it Counter-Strike, and it's awesome. Or... Or do they call it more like Among Us? Yeah, I can also see that. Because there were things to do in Spy vs. Spy, and you had your little, like, your little gadgets and stuff that you were able to interact with. Hmm. I'm wondering if that formula could work. I don't, I, I, I guess not. Probably not anymore. That was probably something limited back to then, but... Uh, I, I did appreciate this, uh, this main-themed Spy vs. Spy, um... It's simple, but I always liked it. It always, to me, that is Spy vs. Spy. So, I love that. Well, we got another block of music. We have three tracks coming up, Frank. These are your first three picks, and I am not familiar with any of these. So, let's check these out. We'll be right back. You're listening to Bridge in the Mountains from Brutal Pauls of Fury, released December 6, 1994, composed by Doug Brandon and Neil Baldwin.
You're listening to Gunner Boss Fight 1 from Knife Edge Nose Gunner, released November 10th, 1998, composed by Masuomi Miura. You're listening to World in My Hand from Maiden Tower, released April 29th, 2020, composed by Goro Asano and Ri Yamani.
right and coming back in we've got bridge in the mountains from brutal pauls of fury i don't know how i feel about this this is my this is my first time hearing or seeing anything on brutal pauls of fury and it is an anthropomorphic i'm saying that word wrong but it's also 12 30 yeah it's 12 30 a.m and i've been awake since seven I, I have to get up early now um this game looks wild dude and not necessarily in a good way no it, it was the era of just fighter clones crappy fighters a, yeah yeah and it's just another crappy fighter game just animals fighting each other the, the boss is an ungulate it's the dalai lama shout lama. out to power lemur there you go, Power Lamer. Got another one Gotcha, another, gotcha another Ungalot fighting game right here. It's called Brutal Pauls of Fury. But it's not just Ungalots. You get to play as a cheetah, as a as a bear, bear as a bugs bunny, as a... What, what is that like a... What is that muscular creature standing above everyone nice a and fox? tall? Is that a fox? I don't know that it's a fox. It's a Maybe play it's as a fox. animals. For, 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 Maybe it's a fox. Jungle. Yeah, it's really weird. Uh, but the track is very jungly. Because of, uh, because of that. Yeah, it was a, it was a fun one. It was I was not expecting good music from Kemco. I don't know why. Because I'm more familiar with their NES stuff, and I really don't remember those being really great songs. And I don't know why. Like I always remember them, and I know they're probably not that great. But like they're they're timeless. They're classics. Maybe just to me. Hmm, maybe I'm only maybe I'm the only one that cares about this episode. Maybe no one else cares about Kemco. No, why do I care so much about Kemco? You're you're all going to care about Kemco after my last track that I play. I promise. Why do I care so much about Kemco? Um, yeah, I probably never will get around to checking out Brutal Pauls of Fury outside of the the bit of research and gameplay I watched while we were listening to the uh, the track here. I like the groove, dude. It's a funky jam. Yeah, they knocked it out of the park with this one there. I wouldn't say that. What? <laughs> You're stretching. You're stretching very. The you're taking a you're taking a you're taking a a, a a nose gun down. No, that doesn't work. I was trying to transition to your middle track, knife edge nose oh, gunner. Uh, you're you're on the edge, Frank. That's how you do it. Come on. <laughs> the edge of glory, Lady Gaga. I don't even know what a Lady Gaga is. Okay. Oh come on, knife edge nose gunner. This is apparently a boss fit uh, boss fight theme. Um, yes. Not familiar with the game. Again, I checked it out as we were listening to the track here. Uh, Frank pointed out while we were listening to it that it reminded him a lot of Star Fox. And I can hear that. I mean, I think it's more just the uh, the, the way that the instruments sounded on the N64 that gives it that True. Star Foxy feel. Because that's just, I mean, we played way more Star Fox than Knife Edge. Did you even play Knife Edge? I sure as hell didn't. I played with Edges of Knives all the time. Oh, yeah, that kind, but not Knife Edge. So while I was watching the gameplay for the Knife Edge while we were listening to the track, it does try to copy Star Fox pretty extensively. That's all I could hear when I when I put it on. I was like, okay, this is just another like a Star Fox clone. It's not. But yeah. Well, there was only so much you could do on the N64. I think a lot of elements of this were, were heavily borrowed from Star Fox. Um, not that that's a bad thing. You know, again, there's there's no shame, nothing wrong with being a clone of something or nothing wrong with being somewhat similar. I don't give a crap. It's a video game. If it's fun, I'll play it. If it's not, I don't. I, I don't know that Knife Edge was fun. Man, I wish I could get a clone of me. I would hate him maybe just as much as I hate you. I don't know how that's possible. See? I'd have to, I'd have, to have a clone of my own just to kind of just to, raise my just levels hate, of hate. Just to hate me even more. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, Frank, I was a big fan of your last track there in that block from Maiden Tower, I think. World in my hand. This is totally what I love. That's, about, your, that's your vibe, you know, 100%. Yeah, what I, what I love about these, you know, used to be epic JRPG adventures. I, I don't know that Maiden Tower is anything of the sort. Um, it looks like an okay game. But it only has six reviews on Steam. Very interesting. Maybe it's a sleeper hit. Yeah, I don't know. Came out April of 2020. Uh, it was on iOS and Android first, and then it released on um, on Steam and elsewhere. It 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 looks like it could have been made an RPG maker, and I don't um, I don't mind that. I don't mind that. I'm just trying to I'm trying to think like why is this have such little reviews it's so weird it's so weird especially because Kemco again is not a name that like is small so that's unfortunate um I would probably check this out I probably would it there are some weird looking creatures in this game like a, <laughs> a, a chimney or a block or something that you play as or maybe that's just a spell that turns the character into that or maybe that's the character's casting form I have no idea um I, I really don't know what's going on here but this actually seems okay. I would probably check this out. And I love the track. It's very orchestral. It's very sweeping. I love the just, man, I just love the journey it takes you on. It's a great piece of music. I like it a lot. Composed yeah, nice by emotion, Goro nice Asano. Kick. Goro Who's Asano that, and Rie Yamani. I don't know, dude. We uh, had to... That was, that was the uh, the mini boss from Mortal, Mortal Kombat. Kombat. We had to Lowest hanging for look... every time. At the long play on YouTube, thankfully somebody included the credits in the long play. It was the only way I was able to find the composers for this game. So, helpful hint. Anyone out there, if you need to find composers, long plays, baby. They do work well. <laughs> Smart. All right, Frank, let's jump to my first block of music on the episode today. I have all three. Well, I have a lot of NES. Again, most of my experience with Kemco, though, is NES, so... Uh, we are going to listen to three NES tracks right now. One that I'm not familiar with, one that I am, and one that I absolutely loved. We'll be right back. You're listening to Overworld from Legend of the Ghost Lion. Released October 1992, composed by Hiroyuki Masuno.
You're listening to Daylight from Uninvited, released in 1991, Composer Unknown. Listening to Stage One Rounds from Bugs Bunny Birthday Blowout, released in September 1990, composed by Hiroyuki Masuno. In, we have the overworld music from Legend of the Ghost Lion. Frank, I am not familiar with this game at all. Neither am I. In fact, the cover itself just makes me want to have more questions. <laughs> the cover itself is wild, man. You have this 
Amazonian, Amazonian, Herculean female type character. Long, luscious, gorgeous, flowing blonde hair. Aslan the Lion from The Lion, the Witch, and the Lord of the Wardrobe is there. <laughs> uh, apparently Gandalf the White's there as well, or God. Oh man, there's a lot going on here. And this game came out initially in Japan in 1989, released here in North America, just in time for Halloween because this cover is frightening. October 1992. Um, yeah, I love this. I love this for an overworld theme. I think it's super catchy. I think that had I played this game back then, you know, if this was one of the games that I had, I would have liked this overworld theme. I like it now. That, that was the best track you're going to play in your little bunch there. Um, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think I added actually pretty good, uh, a pretty good track list there. Wait, as she begins her journey, a bridge gives way beneath her and she is washed away. Boy, this game is, this game is frightening. Yeah, we're starting off with uh, almost drowning to death. Almost drowning to death. And then we're going to just death in general with Uninvited, a game that... Seamless um, transition. Yeah, not really. <laughs> so I told you before we listened to them that it was a game that I wasn't familiar with, a game that I was, and then a game that I loved. So I wasn't familiar with at all um, Ghost Lion, The Legend of the Ghost Lion, even though I did really, really enjoy that overall theme. Um, again, super catchy. I picked a track from Uninvited in the past on our... Uh, temples and church episode i played the church music from this game and it was super creepy and that's how i actually found out about this game and i remember us talking about it i could not find the composer and it didn't look like i had enlisted last time either so it looks like that was a struggle for me last time too um this is is a a horror themed point and click adventure game i think this is probably something that you know back in the day you would have probably loved I had Shadowgate. I did not have this. Well, it's it was... yeah. This is by the creators of Shadowgate. I don't even know. Uh, I didn't even know it was a series. It's apparently a three game. So I am behind the ball on two. Yeah, I, it might be something that you know you would you would still even want to go back and check out. Like especially looking at some of these old screenshots and graphics, man. Like the the Macintosh screenshots. This game looks nuts, and I can imagine you know back there, then. There's, a, there's actually an old PC game I'm still looking to replay. Uh, Hugo's House of Horrors. Hmm, yeah, that was it was it was a great series. I played back in the in the days of Shareware. Remember that? Uh, and uh, yeah, in fact, that should be an episode coming up. We should do that. There, there. I think we have that listed some somewhere. Um, if not, it's on the on the idea list, and it's been on there for a while. Um, That's good. It's my idea, of course. I because uh, we did a free to play episode in the past. Um, but yeah, uninvited. I think back then this would have been a, a terrifying game. Like, as a kid, I was kind of scared of Friday the 13th at times on the NES. Even though I played it, like, it still was one of those games that, like, you know, I was spooked by when I was playing it. Kind of like Justin's eight-year-old son upstairs when he plays horror games on, on his PC that, you know, his favorite streamers play. And then he goes and plays copies and gets all spooked out by it. I, yeah, I remember being that Freddy's same way. Well, not really. But I remember when I was a kid getting, you know, scared and being fidgety about things like this so man if i would have played uninvited back in the day i this probably would have scared the crap out of me on the nes it's probably how like when i play resident evil in the dark and i scare the absolute shit out of myself oh the uh, most recent one all of them <laughs> that's why it always takes so long to get into them because i thought like build myself up yeah I'm oh man 
my last track there from from that block is by far one of my favorite things to come out of Kemco. Bugs Bunny's birthday blowout is one of my surprisingly favorite NES games. There was a show that we used to do. I don't. It's not up on YouTube anymore. It was removed. Uh, I took them down when we redid a YouTube channel like a year or two ago um, because the show never caught on. But I streamed on YouTube like the first three or four levels of this game. Uh, and I just freaking love it, dude. I've always been a big fan. I own this game. Um, I've always been a big fan of the, the silliness of this game. I remember playing it often with friends. Like, people used to come over. They, they enjoyed this game when I was a kid, too. Like, I can't be the only one that used to love this game. I think this is one of those games that maybe everybody had. Like, because Bugs Bunny is huge Or in knew of somebody that had or something, you know what I mean? Because everywhere you went as a kid, someone had this game. I was that kid. I had this game. And I used to play it all the time. I was the kid with the Karate Kid game, so that's... Yeah. <laughs> I was never good at it. I, was, I wasn't I was that great of a gamer when I was a little kid. I didn't get better until... Uh, until the SNES, probably I wasn't that good on the NES. Let's let's be real. I got through Mario and that kind of stuff, but um, not easily, <laughs> and not without help sometimes. But I didn't, you know, start being good until the SNES. But that's because I was, you know, getting to be about seven, eight, and I eventually went back and you know played through this. And I love this game. And this music will always be so iconic to me. And this is actually the stage one music, so a little tie back to last week's episode. Ah, you sneaky snake. Yeah, this, this is an yeah. earworm for sure, because it's still going in my head right now. Oh, yeah. And I just remember those stupid freaking waterfalls and <laughs> the dumb enemies that you're having to avoid. Oh, man, what a, what a, it's an okay game, but boy, did I love it. However, as we transition to your next block of tracks here, which I know you're excited to get to. Oh, oh you have no idea. We're kicking things off with another game, technically from the same series that Bugs Bunny's Birthday Bash or Birthday Blowout is part of, is it not? I think it's the original. Like, Kippy Kick Clown is or the is original. It, or is it? But I, I think it's like a Doki Doki Panic, Super Mario Bros. 2 kind of situation. Like they're, the, they're like, they're the same, but different. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. It's pretty wild. But we're going to check out these three tracks. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Stage 3 from Kid Clown in Crazy Chase. Released in September 1994, composed by Shinichi Furuta, Yumiko Orishigi, and Musica Presto.
This is Kyle, and one day you can be too. Every Friday, I host what is soon to be your favorite podcast, The Media Files. Me and one of my best friends talk about pop culture happening so that you don't look like an uncultured swine during those boring water cooler conversations. Laughs are shared, tears are cried, and sometimes we have really interesting special guests that you might be familiar with. Download The Media Files wherever you download podcasts, and remember, be kind, be honest, and we'll see you later. You're listening to Boss Theme from Revenant Saga. Released March 1st, 2017, Composer Unknown. You're listening to In the Eyes of the Hero from Batman Dark Tomorrow, released March 18th, 2003, composed by Trish Thuy Trang. Turn the lights out, song, pointing to the sky. Here we 
coming back in with uh, with that groovy, funky track from Kid Clown and Crazy Chase. Stage three music. I thought we were still doing stage one. What happened there, Frank? I like to look to the future like some kind of game oracle. Oh, man. Remember that show we used to do back on the old YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash still level down games. Don't go to still level down games. I wonder if still level down games actually still exists or ever. You just, pl- you just, you just plug still level down games. Great. <laughs> do you think that's actually a thing? YouTube.com no. no. forward slash still level down games. No, of course it isn't. <laughs> Oh, YouTube.com forward slash Little Games. Um, it's not on there anymore, but that was a super fun show that we used to do where we used to watch new release, well, new debuting trailers, right? It wasn't necessarily new release trailers. It was no, the they trailers were, they, that... They, they were the new trailers for... Yeah, the new, the new trailers that were debuting or being shown off for the first time that week we used to do. Now we do the new release roulette, which are debuting or, you know, releasing trailers. So games that are coming out that week. This track is super crazy, like Crazy Chase. I like it. You ever play a Kid Clown game? Nope. Me either. I thought it was tied to Bugs Bunny Birthday Blowout, but we did a bit more research while we were listening to that track, and it is not. It is tied to Bugs Bunny's Crazy Castle, um, and a Mickey Mouse game somehow, and a Roger Rabbit game somehow. Uh, Something with licensing issues, right? Yep, so, uh, something like it came out in Japan, there was issues, and when, it, when they brought it over to the U.S., Kid Clown just got slapped over a Mickey Mouse game, and it all was good. <laughs> They'll never know the difference. That's why his hands, that's why his hands look the way they do. Wait, makes sense look, now. At, look at Kid Clown in this, go to, just look at the video we just watched. Look at him. Uh, that's how about Mickey. The fact- how about, the, yeah, how about the fact that his, his hair is out? It was almost obviously his ears, and they just cut up and turned into, into hair. Yeah, that's Mickey. Holy crap. The eyes, look. Look at where the white would be, where the eyebrows are arched because of the big white eyes. They just filled it in. That's nuts. And then you have still the big white hands and the big white shoes. Chemical, and a red you, overall. Sneaky, you sneaky devils. Red overalls, more or less, except it's a diamond instead of a uh, man. That's clever. I can see it now, though. RPG is going to make our own clone. We're going to call him, like, Marky Mouse or something like that. Marky Mouse. No, we'd have to call him Frankie Mouse. <laughs> no, Disney will sue the hell out of you. You better make that <laughs> Brian Mouse. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I've never played a Kid Clown game. Um, probably never will, but I do really like this track featuring, featuring Shinichi Furuta, Yumiko Urashigi, and my favorite. Musica Presto. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's not a person. Well, I don't know. Musica Presto is listed on uh, on a on a well-known website for for VGM Music as only having credits in Kid Clown in Crazy Chase and one other Kid Clown game. So I don't know. M- maybe, maybe that's the name. Like maybe it's named like a group of people. Because I don't know. Th- th- that uh, that's like John Smith being your blacksmith. You know, it's just, it's just not right. <laughs> I don't know. (laughs) Oh, man, your middle track there. We had another somewhat recent pick. This came from 2017, released on March 1st. Um, The boss music from Revenant Saga. Yeah, I did this one. I I picked this one for you. You went heavy on the RPGs this week. Yeah, I see that. Looks like like a turn-based RPG, too. Which are the best best kinds of RPGs. I mean, they're definitely a dying breed. 
and I, I hope that, you know, there will always still be some around. I do love me a good action RPG. I love the old action time battle system as well. Now, Super uh, looking uh, forward. Uh, I'm a, a turn-based guy. 100% a turn-based guy. I love the, the South Park Stick of Truth. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was a great game, but... Mega Man Battle let's, Network. Let's, let's be real now. Um, this is probably another one that... You see, here's the thing. Like, these are all mobile games, and I know that, looking at gameplay videos of them, looking at screenshots, and that is always off-putting to me for some reason. The the mobile layout, the mobile HUD, everything being on the screen that you just tap to attack or whatever, like, that bugs me. So, that's why I don't play them either. But then when they put them on console, I guess it might be a more fun experience but I've honestly never given a a mobile game a chance when it was ported to a console because it still has the stigma of being a mobile game, and I just never have enjoyed mobile games. I've tried over and over. The only one I ever did was Dr. Mario World. I like Pokemon Go. Yeah, well, I didn't even play and, that. And, and Pikmin Bloom. Yeah, you are playing Pikmin Bloom. Is there music in Pikmin Bloom? There is. Is Nothing there really? Great. Yeah, there, of course there is. Plays all the time. Original? Original? Yeah. Hmm, interesting. I wonder if it's by the Pikmin composer. I wonder if it's like actual new stuff or if it's just remixed Pikmin music from, from the previous games. It could be know. that because I, I was never a fan of Pikmin, but I actually like Pikmin Boy. Yeah, you wouldn't know the music, so. Well, it, it's, it's another one of those Niantic games that just gets me outside walking. But what's the purpose? To walk. Because there is no purpose in the game. There's nothing nothing really of purpose now. You could do things that are like kind of like gyms, like take down things and go on expeditions where you send your Pikmin out to get stuff for you based upon distance and such. But uh, there's no, there's no actual battles or anything like that. There's nothing. It, it's 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 like a prototype game. Of anything. There's there's nothing to it right now. Wonder if they'll add more. They have to because it's not much of a game as is. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we closed out with the track that you were most looking forward to highlighting here. I will say it is a a great choice. Uh, I really did enjoy this. In the eyes of the hero from Batman Dark Tomorrow came out March 18th. This was a GameCube game. It was done by Trish Thuy Trang, who is a Vietnamese singer and a beautiful singer. Yeah. I will say, if you if you um, if you listen to this track, just try to make out the lyrics on your own. I know they're a little hard to understand. Somebody posted them on YouTube in the comment section because it is kind of hard to find stuff out there on 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 her and this particular track. Um, he did his best in in terms of what he heard in the lyrics. But I wasn't hearing the same thing over 70% of the time. I don't know if that's me. I don't know if that's him. Uh, Frank tends to hear the same thing I was hearing, so I'm thinking it's more what he was typing. But I really, really think this is a beautiful track. Like, if you actually pay attention to the lyrics that are being said here and and the emotion that's being conveyed through the lyrics... About Batman. About Batman, yeah, about Batman. Um, you know, turning the the light to the sky because he's always gonna be there. You know, he's always gonna be there in the in the dark of the night. Like, there's a lot of deep lyrics in this particular song, and I I don't know, man, I dug this a lot. This was really good. I don't know that I would say best ever BG Mania track. I don't know that I would say that. That's not up for uh, that's not for you to say. That's up for the fans to say. Martin, I got your back on this one here. What do you mean? What do you mean you got his back? I'm going to say I agree with Martin when Martin sent you a message saying, yes, Frank was right. Messenger, Maybe. help me out. Maybe. You know who liked this? Bedroth. Bedroth will like this track. Yes, big, big shout out to Bedroth. Chick-Pow. Yeah. 
very good music. Please, the BGM bye, bye, podcast. Bye, great podcast. Yeah, it's a good podcast. Their sound quality has gotten their their sound quality went through the same phase that ours did. Whereas they, it where whereas they hit a, uh, an episode where it just sounded a hundred times better, like night and day. <laughs> Like ours did back in the day. When we first bought our microphones, yes. Yeah, that's what happens, man. That's what happens. Wait until I get my XLR. We're going to sound amazing. You're going to sound just like me. No one wants to sound like you. Dude, people do. I was told I should be a voice actor today. How incredible is that? For what? Like suicide videos? (laughs) Maybe. Some got to make money somehow. (laughs) I did like this pick, though. I think this is beautiful. Um. In a game that, you know, I, I'm fairly certain I'm familiar with this game. I remember seeing the cover. I remember because this, again, was 2003. I remember, this on, the, so I remember I was, on the Xbox. I didn't play it, but I remember this being on Xbox. I remember seeing this game on the store shelves at GameStop, where Justin and I worked back in, you know, 2003. Like, we were working in the same store back then. And I don't uh, want your magazine, Brian, okay? What magazine? Your game favorite former? Oh, screw that magazine. Um, go sign up to Nintendo Force if you want to support new magazine. Patreon. I don't want to pre-order, Brian. Nintendo Force. No, yeah, pre-order suck. Go go check out, uh, um, if you want to, like I said, support a magazine, patreon.com. I think it's forward slash Nintendo Force. They're the, the rebranded Nintendo Power magazine I always talk about. Oh, crap. The new episode mailed out. I'm fairly certain it went to the old house. Damn, because I never changed my address in Patreon. Damn, Some damn, damn. Yeah, I'll probably never see that. Um, I remember seeing this game on the shelves at GameStop. I just never cared to play it. I kind of wonder now. Dude, it's sitting at a 29 on Metacritic. No, I totally don't want to. And the Xbox version's even worse. It's at a 25. The 29's the GameCube version. EGM gave this a 1.5 out of 10. Game Informer gave it a 0.75 out of 10. Wow, that's a little harsh. GameSpot gave it a 2.8. IGN gave it a 3.5. Nintendo Power gave it a 1. Point. I want to read a snippet. Can I get a link to this IGN review? You're damn right I can. Let's see. It still exists. I want a snippet of this. Let's see here. What's the end paragraph? Who is this written by? Credit where credit's due. This was written by Corey Lewis back on March 25th, 2003. So, yeah, right after the game came out. Everybody loves Batman, and everybody loves Batman games. For this reason alone, Kemco is guaranteed to recoup some of its development costs on its Batman Dark Tomorrow title, based strictly on those poor, unfortunate saps who are suckers for the franchise <laughs> and simply can't help themselves. But for the rest of us, there are much better ways to spend our 50 bucks. Remember when that used to be the price of a game? Whether you're a fan of the series or not. If you do consider yourself a slave to all things bat, then please, please, limit yourself to a short-term rental only. If you're able to survive the first bat cable swinging level with any hair left in your head, and are then able to experience the first combat level of the game for yourself, then you will truly understand the pain involved in playing this game. It is not pleasant, it is not fun, and despite any attempt at offering tons of really cool licensed Batman gear, it is not worth owning or playing. You're all oh, dumber man. for having listened to that. May God have mercy on our soul. That's, that's what I got out of that. <laughs> so, I mean, did I make you feel better about your choice of picks now? <laughs> I still think it was. I still think it was a great track, but I probably it was won't play this game now. Amazing track, but apparently this game is one of the worst games to ever come out. So there you go. That's what Frank. That's what Frank has always brought to the table. I don't know why I should have expected anything less. <laughs> 
That's it. Next time I'll pick another Rugrats track. You've already done that before. <laughs> Again. Speaking of Rugrats, I have a, a... I guess this is really as a kid's property, right? Um, a lot of adults like Peanuts because they were in the, the, the Sunday papers and that kind of stuff. The funnies. But, yeah, the funnies. I... The Doug funnies. I, um... I used to play the crap out of the game that we are opening my last block of tracks with. I don't know how often you used to play this game, Frank, back on the NES, but I feel like I rented this game because I never owned this game. But I feel like my grandma used to rent this game for me at least once a month, and I was awful at it. Let's check these out. We'll be right back. You're listening to River Jump Game from Snoopy Silly Sports Spectacular. Released April 1990, composed by Hiroyuki Masuno. You're listening to Circuit Theme A from Top Gear, released April 1992, composed by Barry Leach and Hiroyuki Masuno. 
You're listening to Main Menu from Top Gear Rally, released October 1997, composed by Barry Leach.
Chapman back in with Snoopy's Silly Sports Spectacular, the the quadruple S. Frank, I used to play this game so much during my youth. Like I said, my grandma used to rent this game all the time, and I spent so many weekends at her house during my, my childhood. And I remember the freaking pizza game, the river jump game, the pogo stick bouncing game, the boot toss game, the one where you were fighting on um, on the boat, and the sack racing. That I think that I think those were the six. Uh, I just really enjoyed this game, and I always wanted more. Like I always wanted them. <laughs> back when I was a kid to make another like a, a you know a sports spectacular too or 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 with just more yeah, with just Olympic more sports games. yeah more mini games it was Mario Party before Mario Party was really a thing you know what I mean yeah I it was fun that. I used to really love playing this I used to like having people over to play it like we used to see who could you know finish with the pizzas the most when we were kids or who could jump the longest of, you know I, I don't know that's this game the boot was fun. Furthest. yeah my grandma and I used to compete in the boot throwing game I really enjoyed that uh, she thought this because she was a big fan of the uh, the peanuts IP uh, again through the funnies but she used to like the, the boot throwing game who's your favorite she, probably Charlie Brown Franklin, which is okay, because that's his best friend. There you go. I, I identify most with Charlie Brown. I mean, let's be honest. I identify the most with Franklin. I think there would be room for the resurgence of, of this crazy IP if Kemco ever wanted to bring it back. Because look at Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games. Yeah. It's still out there. It's still doing things. And I, I mean, it, it kind of is the only one out there right now doing that outside of the official Olympic Games. So, dude, it's time for Peanuts and Snoopy to swoop back in. Do something like this again. This is such a happy-go-lucky tune for we the should, River we Jump should, game. We should get all, we should get like, I think, uh, we should get, what, what was that called now? Boomerang to jump in and do one of these games. Oh, yeah. Boomerang. I've actually been watching some stuff on there lately. Bring Snoopy in, into the fold that as well. I think Apple owns rights to Snoopy right now. Or to, broad, or, to broadcast, or, or to broadcast it. I think they have it for the holiday specials, at least, because I remember watching the uh, the Great Pumpkin through Apple TV Plus, like, two weeks ago, so. <laughs> this track reminds me a lot of the Oregon Trail, though, does it not, in terms of the way that it sounds? I could definitely feel that. Now... Was that, was that actually, like, driving through Oregon? Kind of? Yes, like the Oregon Trail, the PC game. That oh, reminds yeah, me of that. Okay. The track, the the game has nothing to do with that. It just the way that the the track is composed and the instrumentation that's used, it just sounds like a wagon traveling through the freaking you know midwestern states of Wyoming or Colorado or something. Um, I have to wonder if maybe it was inspired by the Oregon Trail because the Oregon Trail, you know, released what in the 70s at some at some point i'm sure there was one of those versions that had some sort of weird crazy music attached to it that sounded somewhat similar to a to a you know 1800s wagon music what was 1800s wagon music like uh like old susanna old susanna won't you cry for me that's all yeah i don't know the rest of the lyrics 
Uh, neither do I, but that was, that was beautiful, Brian. That's all I know. Uh, and, and one of the only things that I knew about Kemco outside of those NES games were my last two picks of that block. I am such a big fan of the Top Gear racing series. I played the crap out of Top Gear back on the SNES. That was the uh, the middle track there. We went with Circuit Theme A. I think this is a freaking beautiful, nostalgic kind of like almost synth wavy retro wavy and feel like it, it, it captures a lot of the um a lot of the inspiration from from outrun in this particular track i think and this was done by barry leach and hiroki masuno um hiroki masuno obviously was the in-house chemco composer barry leach kind of was spreading his seed everywhere back during the back during these days remember how many good games he was featured on like a ton barry leach I was everywhere to- I, I i thought top gear was jeremy clarkson nope uh it must be the uk show oh that's uh isn't that is that actually called top gear though yeah in the, is that what it's called over there dude this game this this freaking track though circuits theme a it slaps it hits hard it just keeps going it's a super long piece of music and it does loop eventually, but there's a lot of original stuff here. I don't think it loops until like somewhere around the two or three minute mark. It's it's a pretty decent length for for a racing game. I loved the SNES version, and that's why I chose another track from another version, the N64 version, which is probably the version that I put the most time into. I remember me and the kid that lived in the apartment building across the way from the one that my mom and I lived in. His name was Brandon. Him and I used to, and I'm fairly certain I mentioned it before. He was my N64 PlayStation friend back in the day. Uh, and I wonder how he's doing to this day. Um, I have no idea what happened to him. But uh, this was the main menu theme to Top Gear Rally, which released back on the N64 in October of 1997. Again, composed by Barry Leach. I love the vibe of this track, dude. It's super slow, kind of melodic, and honestly, really kind of hauntingly chilling for a, a main menu theme. I always thought that about this. I used to sit I, there and I, listen exactly to this. What I, exactly what it said to you was like, this is the main menu. <laughs> yeah, I used to just sit there on the main menu, like just absorbing this track back when I was a freaking 10, 11 year old kid playing this game. I was always a big fan of Top Gear. I'm sad that the franchise has more or less been dead since 2006 when Downforce released on the DS. I didn't even play Downforce. The last Top Gear I played was Top Gear Rally 2 on the N64 back in 99. That was the last Top Gear that I played. Um, But I played the crap out of Top Gear, Top Gear 2 on the SNES, Top Gear Rally, and Top Gear Rally 2. not so much Overdrive. I don't know why. I skipped Overdrive, but Overdrive was that weird one. Remember? It was the, uh, they had that, like, cover with the, the giant teeth on the car, and it was racing through the desert or something. I'm, oh, my God, I remember that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they tried to do. It was, like, an offshoot, I guess, of, of Top Gear, and um, I never I never got into it as much as I did the, the more, I guess, quote-unquote simulation it was back then. For, for Top Gear. But yeah, I wish Top Gear Rally would come back. I think it would be fun to, or just Top Gear in terms of the game series. I think that'd be fun for it too. We have Test Drive coming back next year uh, with Solar Crown, so why can't Top Gear come back? <laughs> and Forza Horizon 5 is out now, which I've been playing today. Uh, before we sat down to record this episode, I put a few so hours into it after work. Legacy of Kane, the racing game? 
No, I just figured if we're bringing things back that we like. Oh, no, I'm just, I was just talking about racing games because, you know, that's what we were talking about there. It's and Forza, for me. Getting, Forza, getting, uh, Forza Horizon getting, 5 is, is a, is a racing game. <laughs> or is it, Brian? Oh, it is, and it is fantastic. Uh, I, I highly recommend it. I actually was racing against Dan and um, Dan and another one of my friends, Ghosts, earlier today. So that was a lot of fun. I'm glad that we are able to do that, even if we aren't playing at the same time still, um, because they show up in your career mode and that kind of stuff. Super cool. I really like that a lot. But yeah, Top Gear was a great game. Great series, actually. Wish it would come back. Probably never will. Very unfortunate. Rest in peace. Rest in power. Rest uh, in power. We're, we're going to close out with one of my favorite drinks. Are we? Some yeah. some some Jaeger. You like yeah. Jaeger? You're a Jaeger guy. I'm a Jaeger guy. I don't know why. This stuff is just liquid ass, but it's so good. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of Jaeger, but we are playing a track from Jaeger called "Fighting the Beast." Frank, this is your last submission here. Um, Jaeger was an Xbox game maybe elsewhere, right? Came out back in 2004. It was an Xbox game. Was it just Xbox? I'm pretty sure. Let's see. No, it was on PC as well. It was oh, Xbox it was and PC. Yeah, it was It was Xbox and PC. The North American version of the Xbox version was published by Chemco. European version was actually published by THQ, interestingly enough. And the PC version by Dreamcatcher Interactive. Um, Klaus Euler is the composer of this. Now, I am not familiar with that name let me look him up here is he on here class euler Ooh, if you type in class euler music is an m-u-s-i-k pops up but then that just brings in the uh ludwig loan oh is he part of this group hmm. oh he's listed on movie games let's just go to movie games let's see here he's got credits on of course jaeger that's the only one listed as music score. But he's got music credits on Genius, the Tech Tycoon game. Singles 2, Triple Trouble. I remember Ooh. that game. Do you? I do. Paws and Claws, Pet Vet, Let's Ride, Championship Dreams, Genius Biology, and, oh man, Mine Terrets, Terrets Proxis, the special edition. <laughs> so he's it's a German. German game. It's a German game. He is definitely a German. Uh, yeah, Singles 2 was a, and, and I know you remember it too, because there was a Singles 1, of course. It was a very controversial game back in the mid-2000s when it released. It was a, a simulation lifestyle game like The Sims, but it was all about banging people and living a single life. And, um, you know, back then, that really wasn't part of video games yet. Now it is. Now it's everywhere. Now it doesn't matter, but... Oh my god, know, oh my god, it, yeah. Kratos has an orgy to get energy, like, the, the, the second you start God of War. And that's even, what's even funny is that, like, that was only seven years after this, but, so, like, that's yeah. how quickly times changed. But, uh, yeah, singles, too. He, he did the music to that. Klaus Euler. Well, man, I need to go back and check out that soundtrack now, and maybe just the game in general. I like this track here from Jaeger. I'm not familiar with this game. Um, I, I know nothing about it, but Jaeger I feel Hunter like... Jaeger in German. Well, yes, but I don't know if this game, um, it says it's a combat flight sim, but that's all I know. Set in a futuristic world. Apparently it did average 62 on the PC version for Metacritic, 70 for the Xbox version. I think parts of this track sound kind of like uh, Danny Elfman inspired, though. I know I tend to say that a lot, but a lot of things do remind me of Danny Elfman. Maybe it's, it's, it's just because I'm such a big fan the, of him. 
it's the sprightly sound that, that kind of gives it things. It probably is, but I am just such a big fan of Danny Elfman in general that a lot of things tend to remind me of, of his work. But uh, yeah, I really enjoyed this track, and I think it's a great way to close out this little fun dive into Kemco music. I think I went pretty uh, pretty traditional with my picks. Frank, you kind of went all over the damn place, but man, what a fun time this was. I had a lot of blast. I had, I had a lot of blast. Yep. Me too. Remember... But write us in. Tell which one you love that Batman uh, Dark Tomorrow best song I ever played. You didn't even you didn't even catch up my mistake there twice. I said nope. it twice too. Did you? Yeah, I said uh, I, I don't even remember what I said now. But I'm leaving it in. That's fine. It's 2 a.m. here. I got to get back up in five hours. We need to go to bed. So what say we get on out of here for this episode? Do you Bye, have anything everybody. else to say? Uh, yeah, just one thing, Brandon. Please message Brian. He misses you. Oh no, I, I meant like you know your thing. I oh, think we've said it all. I, well, I, I do think we said it all. All right, well, that is unfortunately going to bring us to the close of the show for this week. We want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of BG Mania, made possible, of course, by RPGera.com. If you like video game music, and more importantly, you like us and you want to help us grow the show, check the description box for ways you can do just that, including a link to our brand new Patreon, where we need your support now more than ever. While you're browsing the description box, make sure you click that link to join our Discord community. Taking us out of this episode, we're going to be taking a listen to Fighting the Beast from Jaeger, released September 28th, 2004, composed by Klaus Euler. Keep the music playing and keep it loud.